Welcome to Art Things Considered, where we consider art. I'm Isabella Pico. I'm Macy Wilson. And I'm Matthew Morrow. And we are unfortunately down a cast member tonight. Tyler could not be here with us, but we're still going to keep the party going, right guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome sure. to uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode eight, guys, of season four. We've got a lot of really cool topics tonight. We're going to be dabbling in some frozen news and... Uh, a little bit of a TV and a couple movie stuff in my section. And then, Matt, we're going to be hitting a bit of an interesting topic in yours. You said Congress, right? Just vaguely Vaguely, Congress. vaguely. <laughs> so we'll tune back into that a little later. But Macy, Broadway Beat, you've got some stuff for us, right? Yeah, I do. All right. Um, so as far as local theater goes, it's pretty much the same as last week. January 26th to the February 4th, the School of Theater and Dance has the Colored Museum. The Hippodrome has the Royale going on till February 11th. Gainesville Community Playhouse has I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change, the musical until February 18th. And the Across Town Repertory Theater is still going to have Gaslight from February 9th to the 25th. Uh, so with that out of the way, we're going to str- jump straight into Broadway now. <laughs> we have a lot of news cool. with that this yes. week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I first want to talk about Dear Evan Hansen. We've mentioned it before. Ooh. Wonderful, wonderful musical. And Great they show. won a Grammy. So they won... The 2018 Grammy for the Best Musical Theater Album on January 28th. Yeah. Do we know who the other um, competitors were? Hello, Nominees, Dolly. I should say. Come From Away. Um, and this, I think, last note, two years ago? Last year. Hamilton was the other pe- other album to have won this, but I yep. think that was 2016. That sounds yeah. correct. That yeah. sounds correct. I don't remember oh. what 2017 yeah, was, Yeah, neither though. do I. Hmm. Wait. Um, but Ben Platt uh, performed at the Madison Square Garden um, in celebration for that. So yeah, I saw um, Anna Kendrick posted some photos with uh, him and I think James Corden and somebody Aww. else. But I was like, oh, because they did Pitch Perfect together. Yeah. Oh, so nice. They're so but... cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cute. But yeah, that's great. The show is fantastic. So much deserved. Uh, m- much ado. <laughs> Speaking of great shows, let's talk about some great showmen. Ooh, nice transition. Yes. Only took me eight episodes to get a good one. Um, <laughs> So the greatest showman's actress, Kiala Settle, who played the bearded lady, uh, Letty Lutz, will be performing at the Academy Awards. And she will be singing the anthem, This Is Me, which was made by or written by the same people who did Dear Evan Hansen. Was um, it really? And La La Land. (gasps) Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And so um, it won a Golden Globe earlier for, I think, Best Original Song. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the greatest showman when we get to my section. But Mm -hmm. I got to say some stuff here first. Yes. She was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. She did such a good job singing, dancing, acting in the movie. I just saw it this weekend. Like, oh, I I would give that movie a 10 out of 10. Like, it was such a good film. I loved the soundtrack. I, like, from the first second, like, from the 20th Century Fox title popping up on the screen, (laughs) you're like, okay, musical. This is a musical. Like, here we go. So it was just beginning to end. It was nonstop. And it was just go, 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 music, music, music. And it just really felt like I was watching a musical. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so, so much. And she was fantastic. That woman, she's she's got a set like a, Oh my gosh. Oh my she god. Is. She's amazing. Her she's like belting. Oh. Just, I was like, I didn't know people could do that. Oh my God. Beautiful, <laughs> cool. beautiful. And then the other lady um who plays a uh, Ginny Lynn Mm-hmm. She was amazing too. Which was she the the wife? opera singer? Or, oh, oh, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Mm, I've got a thing or two to say about her character. But she has a beautiful <laughs> we'll, voice. We'll get, there. we'll get there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Such good stuff. But yeah, um, yeah. what else have you got for us? Uh, we're going to chill it up here Ooh. with Frozen. No, that wasn't as good. I fell down. <laughs> that is good. Right. We're going to talk about Frozen <laughs> on Broadway. Um, so they're talking about how they have some original songs coming to the musical. So they will, mm-hmm. of course, have the songs from the animated film, um, but they're also going to be bringing in some new songs. So they have Oscar-winning songwriting team Kristen Anderson-Lopez and Robert Lopez. Um, so I think it says Friday, beginning February 23rd, they'll have their first Broadway performance at the St. James Theater. Um, and the four new songs they have are called Monster, a new act two solar for Elsa. Oh. What do you know about love? A duet for Anna and Kristoff, which yes. is severely needed. Yeah, because, because, okay, side note, the fact that they had Jonathan Groff playing Kristoff. You make him and sing. And they had him sing a reindeer song for a reindeer voice. Yeah, like, um, for like five This is seconds. Jonathan Groff? Yeah. Uh, uh, you better be using this a hell of a lot yes. better. But unfortunately, it's not him singing for Kristoff. For the album, no, they actually which, have an African American playing Kristoff, which I think is really cool. Do they really? Yeah, I don't remember his name. I don't oh, remember frozen. any of the cast names. Heck but yeah, they well, all seem really good in the YouTube videos that I've seen. While on one hand, that's awesome. It's no, probably not set in Norway anymore. <laughs> I mean, Just I statistically, <laughs> statistically, maybe he's a nomad. It's possible. That's true. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that that would work. That work. That would work. That would yeah. work. Right. I mean. Selling ice, like you gotta, yeah. sell gotta make er- a living everywhere. <laughs> um, the other songs they have are "Dangerous to Dream" uh, by Elsa and "True Love," a new Act Two solo for Anna. Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. They need you know, the girls need more solos. Mm-hmm. And um, man, this show has been in the works for oh my gosh, now it's. Like, it was 2013 that the yeah, film came out, and, I, and pretty much right after, like, all right, we are uh, going to keep with this making money thing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have been talking about this show being in the works since the first season I was on this show, which would have been, like, yeah. for, two, for the past two years now yeah. I've been talking about it, you know, on and off. And it's great to finally see, like, pictures and videos and stuff is finally coming out, and you're like, oh, my God, it's you're happening. Like, you know, Michael, <laughs> Michael Scott from The Office, it's happening. <laughs> Stay calm. <laughs> like, okay. But uh, I, I, I am now like demanding that they do a Moana or a Tangled. Okay, <laughs> because I want Moana. Tangled is better than, than Frozen, Frozen, but we're just going to speed by that because yeah. that's its whole yeah. that own is a, debate. Oh, yeah, that is a whole and other Moana's debate. And Moana's better than both. Uh, I love Moana, I'm but... sorry. Maybe it's because I was younger when I saw Tangled, and it's still... Oh, I saw Tangled, like, five times in the theaters. I, oh, I love that, too. Great. Tangled yeah. is great. Uh, I don't know. I might have to watch them both back-to-back. I feel like they're different enough that you don't have to pick. That's but with true. Frozen, Tangled, Tangled and Frozen are very we similar. Need, we need to have, like, a... And there are, like, film theories by, like, the film theorists that uh, they're related. Yeah, so. we need to have a debate oh, about this. That's been confirmed, because uh, don't... Uh, Eugene and Rapunzel show up in Frozen? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there's that Easter egg, yeah. so... Yep. That's Those okay. two can be compared. The uh, yes. Moana and Tangled, I think, are different enough. Yeah. Yeah, for because sure. Because Lin-Manuel Miranda, so. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Frozen. But when is that expected to be? February 23rd. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> Soon. Yeah, yeah, So So oh they've already gosh. had, like, performances in different areas. I think they said Colorado was one of the places. Probably for those um, off-Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing off-Broadway, like, testing and everything. Mm-hmm. But, um... 
from my understanding of one of the videos I saw about it, they didn't have all four of these new songs in the performances they were doing. So I think huh. these are for the Broadway, okay. if I'm understanding that correctly. But okay. yeah, it'll be very exciting cool. to see it like, in its entirety and on Broadway. Yeah, this will be great. And you know what? Um, I got to give props to Disney. They do a mm-hmm. great job with their Broadway shows. Yeah. Always have, always will, I'm sure. But yeah. Oh. Gotta love some Frozen Broadway. All right. Well, I know. I'm dying to see Aladdin on Broadway. Speaking of Aladdin. Ooh. Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's an upcoming movie musical, and we're going to talk about a couple of those right oh, now. Oh, let's hear it. Um, so that one is expected to release May 24th, 2019, which oh. is very exciting. Dang it. Two years. <laughs> no, no, no. One, uh, a year and a half? Yeah, a year and a half. about. And they also have songs from the... Binge Pasek and Justin Paul, the two guys who did Dear Evan Hansen and La La Land and Greatest Showman. Wow. So, yeah. Ugh. Excited. And of course, Alan Minkin. Ugh, duh. The god of all Disney music. God, yeah. I, that, you know, another God bless that man. <laughs> he is oh. making my childhood. Oh my gosh. He is my favorite, favorite, favorite um, soundtrack soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, composer. Mild yeah. tangents. Did you ever watch the show Gallivant? <gasps> I loved that, that show. That answers that. <laughs> I and wish it had an, another season. A third season, and yeah. he did that the music for that show too. Yeah. Right? Exactly. exactly, exactly. That was uh, I, I could go on about that because like it's um, such a great creative show to have a musical as a yeah. TV show. Oh, okay. that show was just, so great. Okay, we're gonna get that's off topic its own if we deal. Do it. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> Unfortunately, gosh. no longer relevant, but always good. Also, it's on Netflix now. So it is. Everyone, treat please, yourself. Please go watch. it. I've please. been binging it again. Oh, again. Again. So. Part two. Electric oh, I Boogaloo. It. I love it. I love it. But so that's gonna be great to have music from him in the show too. Yeah, oh, um, and Will Smith is going to be the genie. So, you know. <gasps> oh wait, I heard about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but I forgot, and then I just reminded myself, and I got excited again. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's um, and they already cast for Aladdin and Jasmine uh, too, yes. right? Minna Saud and Naomi Scott. All right, here we go. And I, I feel like when it first came out, I looked up what they had been in the past, but it was a while ago, so now I don't remember mm-hmm. anymore. But it's me being good. unprepared here. That's but. okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else can we look forward to? Um, there's quite a few. We're only going to go over a couple. First of all, have you ever heard of the musical 13? Yes. Sounds familiar yes, to me. Yeah, Unfortunately. <laughs> I think I've heard one or two songs from it. And then I like remember seeing it's very much like a wanting to be like a teenage modern day tween spring awakening maybe kind oh, of sort spring of. awakening <laughs> i don't know it's it's very much a teen tween kind of thing teen and tween. so a lot of people kind of make fun of it for that rightfully so Ugh. um it's just it's a musical about a teenager who moves from new york city to a small town in indiana oh god yeah and it's as as the title implies they're all 13 oh no <laughs> or around that age so yeah, yeah. which is what I don't know, but the production company is CBS, and they have a screenplay, but they don't have a director, and they don't have a cast, so it's very much a, so when is this going to happen? And the last update was in 2014, so. Okay, so it's a kind of a wait and see. They should give the. They should make sure the director and screenwriter and all of them are also thirteen. Actually, for... that would be really interesting. <laughs> that would be actually more An interesting entire for me. production where they're all like twelve to fourteen 13. during the yeah. entire time, fully produced, all by thirteen-year-olds. Yes. If you are fourteen, you do not make the cut. <laughs> as soon as a birthday cut, no, gotta cut out. you out. You out. Get From out. You're fired. Scene, leave. <laughs> uh, but are right, any other cool movie musicals? Uh, yeah. So I want to talk about. Two of them, or wait, one of them right now, um, Finding Neverland, which ah. I was very excited about. The one thing I'm worried 
and kind of confused on what's going to happen now is um, the production company was the Weinstein Company. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, As well as Pippin is also working on that, but they're also part of the Weinstein Company for that. Oh, yes. So it's sort of like... Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> you could you could switch, guys. You could get a new one. <laughs> if you just like casually like slide so, the napkin over to Disney, please take us. Like, <laughs> like I think they would do a great oh. job, but I don't know if it's just because Disney would already do so much with Peter Pan. Yeah, they're probably... And how legal rights and stuff Yeah, they probably works. wouldn't, but... Because they have... Um, Oh, what's the one that they did at the hit that was a Peter Pan origin story? Oh, Star... star d- Peter and Star Catcher. Yes, yes. that's like Peter my favorite... That's like my second favorite straight play ever. Oh, love it. But, um, but yeah, so I don't think they would do that, but I'm not sure where that we'll will see. be going I mean, after all of this. That would really, really stink if these two, you know, could-be movie musicals had to get gypped because of the people producing mm-hmm. them. It's just somebody else should just swoop in there and be like, shuffle, shuffle, we're going to take these oh, now. Oh, huh, where did it go? Oh, no. <laughs> and then another one that already had an issue with this is one that I've been excited for years, In the Heights. They had been <gasps> yeah. part of the Weinstein Company for that. Oh, were they really? Yeah. Gosh darn um, So uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda called for them to release the movie rights, and according to this, they currently don't have a production company. So I'm assuming that is either in the works or has already happened. So, uh, so I'm really hoping because they had been saying 2019 for that, and I know I'm super excited. I love that. I saw it when Florida Players did it here. It was so mm. good. And then Lynn said he obviously wouldn't be playing Usnavi because he doesn't have the time, but he would like to make some sort of appearance. Yes, which I think he'd be adorable as a Prague guy. guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> thank you. But then other people are like, well, he can't sing. He can only rap and make shut up. Yes, he can. He can do I believe whatever in him. he wants. He can. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Got this. He has a smaller vocal range, right? But but he works really well with what he does have. Yeah, and I think like yeah. the care, the passion he puts behind it is just yeah. Makes like it yeah, worth he it. can't like spit the rhyme super fast, but he can still like like you know like rap and he can rhyme. Right. And he's got it. Mm-hmm. You know, he when he freestyles, he does a great job freestyling. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen like little mm-hmm. little snippets from shows that he's mm-hmm. on, like. Oh, so good. Like, I, I see you, baby. Keep going. <laughs> like, but wow, good stuff. Good, good stuff. But anything else besides that? Does that wrap it up? Um, there's one on Wicked, but that's pretty much already kind of just said it would be in 2019. Mm. Um, I would love a Wicked movie musical. Yeah. I so love at this that point, show. the actual date is still TBA, but they in the past have said 2019, and it hasn't necessarily changed from that. So. That's pretty much all we know, other than the fact that it's owned by Universal Pictures and Mark Platt Productions. Hmm. Um, they have a screenplay and a director, but not a cast. Okay. Well, great, great. And that's pretty much it. Mm, that wraps it up. Yeah. All right, cool. Exciting Thank you for stuff. That. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Good update. going to have so many movies to binge, and they're all going to be musicals. Oh, yes, <laughs> and I love musicals. Speaking of music. <laughs> what? I want to try this whole transition thing that you've got going on today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Between all the subjects, we gotta just slide fit it in into there. the next topic. <laughs> like you slide into the DMs, slide yeah. a skate. <laughs> but all right, so well, we can go ahead and we'll uh, go on and do nerd news right now. We're gonna go ahead. Uh, Tyler's going to be uh, uh, kind of sending in his portion, and we'll probably add that on to the end portion of the show. But since the three of us are here right now, let's uh, skip on into nerd news. Do you have something musical to talk about first? 
Vaguely. <laughs> Vaguely, it yeah. works. Make Let's it go work. with it. <laughs> in TV, the Grammys happened. That works. Ooh, that's, that music. Works. that's music. That's music. That's music. Yeah. Darren Hanson was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, we talked about it. <laughs> and I didn't watch the full thing, just parts from it, so I'm just going to talk about the parts I want to talk about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you guys want to talk about any other. I got one thing I want to say about it. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start from just the top right now. Uh, the Kendrick performance was, I thought, I'm not even a particular fan of Kendrick Lamar, but... He rocked it. Oh, you guys know he's doing the Black Panther soundtrack, right? No, I didn't. Is he really? That's, That's really exciting. Cool. He is. That's what somebody told me. I'm going to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure he is. Because, yeah. I mean, it it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. So. He, it was so, like, apparently the work he put into this performance, though, since he was performing songs that had a lot of cursing and uh, explicit themes mm-hmm. in it, he changed the words to make sure that they didn't have to bleep or right. uh, silence him at all. So the entire thing was him doing a modified <laughs> thing of that super fast rap stuff he does. Modifieds are so weird to watch. <laughs> yeah, but it, it worked. It was awesome. Good for yeah. him. Wow. And then Bono came out in the middle of it what? and sang with him. Uh, and then so did... Then suddenly there's a break and Dave Chappelle starts talking because, Sure. <laughs> because why sure. not? <laughs> uh, He's a funny guy, so it's okay. I, uh, so that was cool. And then the obviously the big winner was probably Bruno Mars. Yes, I love him. Oh, He's he, one of my he, favorite. I saw singers. a picture of him, and he was like holding all the trophies. Man, yep. so good. He was great. I I had two friends who went. Uh, to some of his shows on tour, and both times they just kept posting snaps, snaps, snaps. I was like, uh, this that's performance is amazing. Like, he, man, he can sing, mm-hmm. he can dance. Like, he, he can, I think, yeah. doesn't he write his stuff as well? Yeah, I, I, think, I think so. so. Because I remember he, like, wrote stuff for other people before he started singing himself. Yeah, he's just so talented. So talented. Mm -hmm. He deserves every single one of those awards he has deserved. And I love it, too. He's just... He, and he just seems like a really like every cool track guy. is like a banger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. what I like. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> he won an award for that. Yes, he did. Good. Good. Ugh, man. But. And then, kind of the big issue most people have had with the Grammys is that is two things: one, politics, and two, James Corden. Let's go in order. What was wrong with the politics? Well, mostly that they were there. <laughs> is why uh, why a lot of people are uh, upset because they they had a whole bunch of skits that they were trying to make a point and I don't think they were fully successful like it wasn't integrated particularly well mm. but it wasn't nearly as big of a deal as people have made it out to be Ugh. like they they had a bunch of musical artists read from Michael Wolf's Fire and Fury the big book that's been out ah, yeah right so that was kind of heavy handed especially when Hillary Clinton started reading too oh i feel like i saw a picture of that i thought that was yeah yeah no it it was real and it it was kind of an interesting thing and like i kind of was just like okay this is here i could take (laughs) it or leave it yeah well i know that one complaint that a lot of people have when it comes to the award show and stuff it's like listen you can like say say your little tidbit in your monologue opening at the beginning Mm -hmm. we get it it's Mm -hmm. fine but People don't really enjoy when the whole show turns into a politics yeah. show because they're like, I am watching this right now. To escape from that. Exactly. Like, they're yeah. like, I yeah. don't, I came here to watch my people who I like and mm-hmm. things that I like to watch get awards and be rewarded for their work. Right. I did not want to come here to like listen to this 
oh, I already have to listen to it all the time. Don't make me say. Like I understand why they make points and everything. I just don't like it because the whole point, at least to me, is like entertainment is to entertain. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want my politics entertaining. Even though it is at Mm -hmm. this point, I don't want it to be. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, I didn't really mind. It was just kind of there for me. I don't really mm-hmm. mind when there's politics and things. I just kind of like okay. shake it off. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, well, do a Taylor Swift it, and shake it off. It like impacts me so little. I'm just like okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of a big reason a lot of people were upset. Though seemingly they were almost more upset at the fact that James Corden hosted. Why? Like, a lot of people don't like him, and also the stuff he did for this was pretty basic. He did like mm-hmm. Subway karaoke. So just a variation of carpool karaoke. I really enjoy it because I remember he was in James Corden, like, Into the Woods. Yeah, and he was great. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I like him a lot. Like, oh, I yeah. remember seeing him in Doctor Who. I was like, oh. And then I saw him yeah. in Into the Woods. I'm like, oh, he's doing so well. And, like, mm-hmm. I get why people don't like him because a lot of what he's doing has been, like, done over. He, like, he keeps doing the same stuff. So I get why well, maybe someone isn't into that. But he seems really nice and sweet. And he was I, so cute when he hosted the Tonys. Yeah, yeah. I personally really like him. I yeah, like his talk show. Too. He does a really good job interviewing everybody. And mm-hmm. I like the little things he does. Like, he went to um, the I Heart Radio concert. And he mm-hmm. kind of did this funny little thing where he, like, was, like, the manager for like the whole thing and he went behind the scenes and he was hanging out with all these different stars like Taylor Swift and like Harry Styles no was it Harry Styles one of the guys from One Direction and like Ed Sheeran and he kept was going and checking so did you get everything you need like you know do you Aww. need anything and, and like and, and then he was yeah. like and he was Gotta making like funny little stuff so I think he's funny yeah. I like him I enjoy him I but. think he hits the Jimmy Fallon spot that is I like get he's that because so... I don't like Jimmy Fallon because he's so I don't know he seems very fake to me but maybe it's just I'm because a... I saw James Corden stuff before he got big yeah if I hadn't seen him in that i feel Me like too. it might like kind of rub you the wrong way him and eddie um redmayne 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 is that yeah. How you pronounce yeah, yeah. It? they went to the same uh little like theater school when they were younger Amazing. and when he i That's recommend awesome. looking up this video this is for you guys too listening uh look up eddie's uh interview on james corden because james pulls out a video of eddie from when they were younger and he's got to be like 11 oh my or 12 and he's singing cats um <laughs> the one where it's like um oh my gosh how does it go how does it go it's like uh oh it's like it's like the really like popular like cats memories memories wait like, isn't that sung by a girl yes <laughs> eddie is on stage it's the he's only like, one i've heard like and like he's like he turns so red and he's like turn it off turn it off like it's Aww. so so funny but everyone's cracking and up all and like, he's like, <laughs> like but yeah so it's really really funny but because i i like james corden i like mm-hmm. james corden I think yeah he's cool i think he's cool but yeah i heard the one problem i didn't even get to watch the grammys last night but i think this would have made me upset if i watched supposedly only one woman won last night Oh, that's possible. Mm. I, I don't even remember. I didn't what, watch them. What, I don't really. Though they only aired nine of mm-hmm. the awards. They yeah. didn't air the rest of them, so really? I don't really know. Yeah, so I think... So, then what's the point of airing performances. it in the first place? Yeah, it's the just performances. performances. It's just... um, and best album. So that's it. Now, okay. <laughs> I, I think what it was was that they only showed one woman mm-hmm. winning, and it was uh, new best new female artist, and it was Elise... Elise Cara? Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Maybe other women did win and they just didn't show it. But mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. were like, okay, that's not okay. And apparently like out of the 800 and something nominations that went out there, only 12% of them were women. Uh, but so I know that was what somebody was telling me about today. And I was like, oh man, you know, like that stinks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, I think it's something 
we we as like the next generation just have to work through and we have to right. be the next people who be like ha 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 no that's not happening again and <laughs> like you know because a lot of you know old white stinky men run all these like award shows for yeah. lack of a better term so mm-hmm. i think we just need like a new set of diversity in here and i think once that happens and mm-hmm. I, I especially feel like once our generation gets up in here like boom boom we gonna make some change happen serious change but so hopefully that will be the case speaking of things that just kind of are that probably need to be changed Ooh. supernatural is still on the air <gasps> Man. Thanks for the update. I was really curious about that. You're welcome. I was worried. I, I, I yeah, I was getting concerned, you know. But I, uh, I don't like you guys to worry. To yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we don't want you guys to worry either. That's why we are going to make sure you know week by week if Supernatural is still on TV. Right, Nat? <laughs> if something awful happens, I will be the first to know. Oh, I'll call an emergency. Recording. recording session of this. We will get it out to you guys. Emergency broadcast Emergency system. Broadcast. Supernatural yes. has ended. We will take over your phones, your computers. ATC will be everywhere. We'll be saying, you know, we will be there. It's going to happen. <sighs> I shudder to think. <laughs> when the day comes, hopefully I'll be dead whenever Supernatural ends. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. At this rate, I will be. But if I'm like 80-something or 90. We're going to have like the kids take over the show. Season 100 of Supernatural. It's wow. finally over. Wow. Jensen Ackles and um, what's the name of the other guy? Jared Padalecki. They like still suit, look super young. And, like, yeah, they, they just stopped aging. They I stopped think. aging. That's, what it is. that's the whole part of Supernatural. Or plot twist. Like yeah. their kids. Ooh. Their kids become the new mm-hmm. hunters. Gosh. I wouldn't even be surprised. Oh, God. All right. Well, I have such a love-hate relationship with that show. Uh, moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we working with next? Video games. Ah, good stuff. And specifically, Elon Musk. So there's this video game series called Borderlands. It's mm-hmm. very stylistic. Uh, it's super popular. And apparently, they haven't officially announced it, but it's one of those that we know they're making another game. And they're not even being coy about it. Elon Musk has been showing off this flamethrower thing that he's invented or something. I don't know. It's Elon Musk. (laughs) Okay. And basically, the CEO of of Borderlands tweeted Elon Musk and said, Hey, uh, do you want us to include this as a weapon in our next game? (laughs) And... Musk was just, I think, tweeted a one-word response, like, sure. <laughs> uh, okay. How the best like, business oh, deals okay. are made. <laughs> so he asked uh, Musk <laughs> to... Okay. With a period. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, That's how Musk operates all his operations. Exactly. PayPal. PayPal. <laughs> Venmo. <laughs> uh, so apparently he just asked Musk to write the flavor text so basically like the description of the I was like flavor text it's it's fire you don't eat it vanilla (laughs) and Uh. I I had what the text was that he wrote for it but I seem to have lost it so it was something of the sort of like if you need have if there's a zombie apocalypse be sure you have your trusty (laughs) flamethrower I saw that tweet yeah, that's amazing. I was like, wait, what? Why is this in my timeline? He's talking uh, about Borderlands. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> well, that's hilarious. So that's that. Okay, good stuff. And now I, I got to say, like, quick little input. I feel like me and Macy, usually Tyler has a lot of good little uh, points to make during video games. Macy and I, I think it's going to be more of a, uh-huh. Yes, okay. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so the next uh, topic. I can monologue. I can monologue. <laughs> okay, this one, I guess, speaking of things that you guys are familiar with. Okay, here we go. 
there's an Avengers project. All right, uh, we've got some input now. Here okay, we go. Cool. The problem is we don't really know much about it, other than that it's being developed by the people who made the new Tomb Raider games, the oh. Lara Croft. So hey, I have a friend who enjoys playing those. I have watched her play them. They are very good quality. I mm-hmm. enjoy them. I enjoy watching. I've never played myself, but they look fun. See? So relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm this. here for this relatable content. <laughs> Uh, so basically, they're just hiring a whole bunch of. Uh, the news was just that they hired a whole bunch of the industry's best from the Batman Arkham series oh. to Uncharted to. These are really big things. Mm-hmm. I promise. These yeah. are, no, no, I know. I've okay. heard of them, and that means they're probably big. <laughs> yeah, and Dead Space. This the guy who directed Dead Space is uh, going to be the director of production on this. Cool. That, that that's point is. It's going to be good. That's good. Whatever happens. Like, so, like, do we have any idea, like, what the plot's nope. going to be? Nothing? Oh, okay. They just released a... All they've released was, like, a brief teaser that, like, showed Thor's hammer. Okay. Okay. Nice. So is it going to be more like a plot-related type game? Because I know, like, I'll Arkham yeah. is, like, kind of very, like, plot-focused, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it is. So okay. it probably will be. It'll probably be... You play as all the different characters and Mm -hmm. there's some big plot going on and it'll probably be super realistic but nice this is all just guessing 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 (laughs) theorizing we don't know maybe that's just a game through wait a minute (laughs) wait that's not the show (laughs) uh all right well good stuff so what do we like have any idea when that's gonna be nope Nope? okay (laughs) (laughs) i know nothing about this beyond what i've said well that's okay we can sit and wait. Speaking of things that most people don't know much about, oh, Bob Wakelin just passed away. Uh-huh. I didn't that? even know who that was. Oh. <laughs> but now I do. He's the guy that drew all of those classic 80s and 90s video game box covers. Oh, wow. So on almost everything, oh, everyone's seen like something he's done, even if you don't realize. Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden, some Batman stuff, oh. just all sorts of things. Contra is very famous so his artwork has been all over the world he barely played video games himself mm-hmm. but he just passed away this month and uh i i just wanted to talk about him a little because Aww. he's kind of like set the standard yeah for and i mean like you know world. it's kind of probably one of those things where we've seen his artwork before yeah. and we've like looked at it and been like oh i recognize that i love that you know but this and that he's probably done a bunch of stuff and we don't even know his name yeah you know yeah. exactly so wow oh r.a.p yeah, I know. He did like over a hundred classic video games. Wow, so. that's pretty impressive. Covers, yeah. Hmm. So that's Were they the like thing. across all different like the genres. And... It was mo yeah, just any kind of game, but it was mostly back in like even the Atari era and oh, wow. uh, around then when arcade machines were still popular. Oh uh, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. So he's all those classic like when it would when you'd see the cover and it would look like a super realistic man, but then mm-hmm. you play the game it would be a weird eight bit pixely. <laughs> you'd be like, This isn't meeting my expectations whatsoever. What? <laughs> False advertising. He uh, set the expectations. Okay. So no. Bob Wakelin miss you oh yeah r.i.p okay though oh talking so... about vaguely sad things vaguely oh sad. oh no congress oh okay of course always so this is kind of just i found an interesting thing that video games are being considered in the world of the government now i guess mm-hmm. really because a new senate bill 6266 was just introduced in the washington legislature and basically what's saying is asking if loot boxes should be considered to be gambling oh i know exactly a... what you're talking about oh. because game theory did a two-part video on this yeah, <laughs> oh, did this, they? this i yes, think i feel it's like really this good. really recently blew up after battlefront 
Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, that's <gasps> that's where all the controversy yeah. came from. Yeah. Some senators uh, heard about it and decided to st- <laughs> put a Let's bill to treat them like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, get that younger generation involved, huh, Kim? Hey, exactly. Kids. Yeah, but I mean, it kind of is. I okay in. Um, Game Theory's video, Matt Pat talks about all the reasons on why it is gambling because you're spending this money and you have no idea what you're getting out of it, but that it's not because it's a very slippery slope because it's the exact same thing but digital. It's the same thing as like a Pokemon card or like when you go to get the little Disney Sum Sum packs, you have no idea what you're getting, but you're still getting something. Whereas if you were to go to a slot machine, you could get nothing or something. Oh. So you're always going to get some sort of thing of value. It just might not be what you want in particular. That's a good point. But didn't the loot boxes, like, wasn't it sometimes you could get something of more value than what you paid for? That's the thing. That's, yeah. you don't, you, it's not an equal value that you're guaranteed to get. Yeah. Oftentimes, at least. But so, then you could even draw that to, like, subscription services. Like, you're guaranteed, like, at least this much, but, like, sometimes it's more and sometimes it's less. Yeah. So it is very much a slippery slope, and I'd, like, I'd rather the government not be... Up in my video game surprise boxes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, loot boxes. Please stop. But yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. on it, Matt? I honestly don't have that much of a formulated opinion. Like, I don't think I know the law in depth enough to have an opinion on it. Fair. Right. But I just found it, the fact that it's being introduced whatsoever to be an interesting thing because oh, definitely. up till about this point, the only times video games would be consi- talked about in Congress or something is oh, are violent video games, should they be banned mm-hmm. altogether? But to treat it as a serious medium that should be regulated and considered uh, fairly, just like any other mm-hmm. entertainment system, that's, to me, regardless of the content of the bill or if it should or shouldn't get passed, is kind of an interesting, important stepping stone for the video, for the medium as a whole to be considered that's as. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I feel like... We already have a lot of laws about, like, you know, TV and all that other right. stuff. And, of exactly. course, you know, of the bigger stuff gets video games, we're going to get dragged in eventually. Just like YouTube's sure. already been in some form, oh, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. So, like, we're you all going to – everything will end up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at one point or another. But interesting topic. Well, thank you for bringing that to our, our listeners' attention and our attention. Stay updated on your politics, kids. <laughs> you know? Stay informed. Yeah, <laughs> vote. <laughs> but, um, all right, well, with that, I think – we're going to wrap up the nerd news, right? That's right. All right. We can uh, wrap it up in a little loot box. Yeah, in a little loot box. We can, nice. Uh, <laughs> well played. Uh, we'll shift over to my section. So first thing first. What's your transition? Oh, wow. Well, loot oh, there's boxes, only two of us. Uh, uh, I can just say words until you hear something vaguely. Yeah, let's go for it. Well, this will be our song for this week. We'll yeah. do like a quick little, let's get, get, go, go. Let's see, let's see. Porcupine. No. Lettuce. Mm-mm. Chocolate. Mm-mm. Sweet. Mm. Nice. Mm. Radical. Mm. Death. No. Life. Uh, yes, life <laughs> of the circus. We're going to talk about The Greatest Showman, guys. All <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, right, that worked. So first topic for Isabella's thoughts this week. Went and saw The Greatest Showman this weekend, like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, I actually saw this movie. I saw Jumanji and I saw Tanya. So we're going to talk about uh, Greatest Showman first. Uh, I really, really liked it. I thought the cast was fantastic. Zac Efron, Zendaya, beautiful chemistry. They did oh so good singing, and it, it warmed my High School Musical heart to <laughs> see Zac on yes. screen. I and it looked like he re- was really enjoying himself, mm-hmm. honestly. And him and Hugh had great chemistry too. Yeah. They were great on screen partners. I thought they did a beautiful job and. 
Um, basically, for those of you who don't know, The Greatest Showman is a mm, not a hundred percent sure how accurate retelling of not this guy. Not very accurate, from what I see. Yeah, a uh, P.T. Barnum, right? That's his name, P.T. Yeah. Barnum. Um, yes. that's Hugh Jackman's character, who's basically the guy who, for lack of better term, started the circus. You know, what's what it seems like, mm-hmm. and uh, he you know, is trying to get his life together, trying to give his wife and his two girls like the life that they deserve. And he gets this crazy idea. He's like, I'm going to buy this museum that's full of like stuffed animals, like, you know, like actual like stuffed animals. Like he's got the world's biggest giraffe and like some other stuff in there. And the kids are like, mm-hmm. his daughter's are like, daddy, you need to put in like real things and that like, aren't dead. like that aren't dead. That's what they say. <laughs> so he gets this crazy idea to, you know, bring in these, uh, for lack of better terms, you know, like freaks and outcasts, you know, like mm-hmm. the bearded lady and the mm-hmm. dog guy. And uh, Zendaya and her brother play these two African-American tribes, peas artists who at the time, you know, would have, it's, they have this one thing that I really liked about Zac Efron and Zendaya's relationship in the movie is they really struggle with racial, um, you know, issues of that time period. Because I think it's what, early 1900s? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, not sure quite the year they never specifically say Mm -hmm. but you know it's it was just a really great movie you know it dealt with the idea of being an outcast and Mm -hmm. you know or like what if you're not an outcast but you see something that's wrong like you know how do you how do you stand out how do you stand up for these people and the music was just fantastic they did such a good job and um CGI wise, with like the animals and stuff like that, um, hey, that is not what this film is here for. <laughs> so it's really not that big of a deal. It's here for music. It's here for entertainment. It's here to tell a good story, and it does that. And there were a couple of um, twists and turns that me and my friend who we went with we weren't expecting. Um, my favorite song from the show was a uh, the opening song, "The Greatest Showman." Yeah, he's like. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you wait for. And it's like, oh my God, Hugh. (laughs) So great. But what did you think, Macy? Did you like it? I enjoyed watching the film. My biggest critique is with the plot, or as I said last week, lack thereof. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm. I don't want to be the, I don't mind that it's pretty factually inaccurate. um, But like, I don't know. It's just, it moves so fast. Like, the first song is literally just, like, 10 years. Oh, yeah. It's like, we're just going to brush through this. So I was like, okay, you know, that works for this part. You know, he's growing up. We're just going to get to the actual story. But then they kept doing that. Yeah. And it was, like, a lot of little things that kept being resolved just like that. Yeah. And so it felt like the story was very... Rushed. Yeah, rushed. That was one thing. I did feel like it was rushed. And, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, the performances were all amazing. Everything Mm -hmm. was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I... I know some people don't like the fact that it was like modern music in the back and then, but I thought that was really interesting. The only time that really bugged me was with the opera singer. Like I wanted her to do something kind of more classic and then Fair. I saw I saw I was watching a review by this YouTuber and he was saying like he started laughing when she started singing the song because mm-hmm. he's like sounds like something off of a side B of a Taylor Swift album. <laughs> and I was like, I mean you're but not wrong. He's not wrong, but you know, that's one I I liked her song, but when she yeah. started singing, I was kind I wanted of something... like looking at my watch, like, all right, yes. where's the opera? Yeah. Like, she claims it wasn't opera. Though. No, it wasn't opera, not at <laughs> and all. And she was great, and it was great. But I was like, it just, you know, rolling, like, looking at my watch, being like, where's my Christine Daae? Like, <laughs> but that one felt the most out of place, I think. Agreed. And then the character, like, I love Hugh Jackman. Like, he did a great job, but, like, the character itself was very inconsistent and like the actual guy it's based on is like a super crappy person from what i've heard awful yeah (laughs) another sucker is born every minute yeah and i think somewhere someone's like i think he owns slaves like yeah really not great and 
you know, that kind of, it, not to give any spoilers away, um, he kind of, yeah, there, was, there was, at one point in the theater we were sitting there and me and my friend were like, we are really confused about what is happening between him and this other character. I'm sure you know which one. Because it was like, see, it seemed like it was building up to something, mm-hmm. him and somebody, and then you were like, ah. Uh, well, that was just awkward to watch. Yeah, it and was. Uncomfortable. And it was weird because it was like, that didn't, the character that they came across was this guy who was very warm and welcoming and this and that. And then kind of what they were hinting at was like, not what, it was not characteristic of him. It didn't yeah, seem like that. Right. No. So, and to what I feel like the movie couldn't decide how they wanted the story to go and mm-hmm. how they wanted P.T. Barnum to be. Yeah. Like they who were, they wanted him to be and I, they kept switching it. Yeah. I think they were kind of like, okay, so how do we keep this a kid's movie? <laughs> <laughs> how do we keep this family friendly? So, Given all that, like all the performers did amazing. Oh, yeah. And like you should, like it's still fun to watch. Yes, it is. Like it's good to watch. It's definitely good money spent. Um, You know, it is it is not there for accurate telling it's no i didn't expect it to be that i didn't expect it to be as inaccurate as it was Mm -hmm. but i didn't expect it to be like factual (laughs) but uh speaking of movie accuracies real quick i want to talk about itania so itonia i should say has it have either one of you seen it yet i have no i'm familiar with the the actual story okay so um 10 out of 10 would recommend. It is definitely a dark comedy. I've got to say it because, so basically for what who you guys don't know, um, uh, Tanya Harding, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Tonya? Tanya? Yeah, I think Tonya. Tonya? Um, okay, I think maybe? you're right. Tonya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Tonya. Um, she was this ice skater back in the 90s who was really famous at one point in her time, they stated in the movie, she was the most, she was the best figure skater in the world. Um, and you know, she was fighting to go to the Olympics and this and that. And then this other girl who was one of her biggest competitors, Nancy Kerrigan, I believe that's her last name, uh, got her knee bashed in at one of her practices. Wasn't bad. She ended up being able to go to the Olympics anyways. But, um, as it kind of started unraveling, it kind of came out that, um, to, uh, Tonya's, uh, bodyguard, was the one who had arranged the whole thing. So people immediately were just like, oh, it was her, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> sorry. At one point in the movie, they even state that, oh, uh, you know, some people claim that they even remember seeing uh, Tonya bashing in Nancy's knee, which, and it's funny because they do like a quick little scene of uh, Margot Robbie and she like stands up and she's got a baseball bat and there's like blood on her face <laughs> and stuff. And the girl's, her knee wasn't even bashed enough to even start bleeding. Like he just went up and he hit her real quick, whoever mm-hmm. it was. But so basically what the movie was, was that you had Sebastian um, Stan, who I love. Yeah, I yeah, love, 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 love. He's fantastic. Winter Soldier. He's in a bunch of other stuff. I love him. He plays um, Jeff, who was, now is now her ex-husband, but who at the time was her husband. Um, Allison, oh, what is her Jennings. last name? Jennings, yes, correct, who plays her mother. And then Margot Robbie, who plays um, Tonya, or Tanya. And we also have other characters who play her trainer, and then this other guy who plays a reporter and the bodyguard. Um, and basically what it is, it's kind of like a, it's a two-hour movie, so it's a long time, but you get, the whole plot gets fleshed out, and it was mm-hmm. so interesting to see. You kind of see... Every they do so they set up interviews and they did do actual interviews with them, the actual uh, people who the movie is based off of. And you, the movie is kind of like the different point of views of everybody what happened. And it's not like oh here's one person's point of view then here's the next person's, but it is continue. It's like from start to finish when uh, Tonya 
first started ice skating when she was four. She was four years old and she was winning golds at wow. competitions, mm-hmm. you know, and she, it starts there and it kind of continues on all the way to quote unquote the incident, mm-hmm. which is about, she was 23 when it happened. So it, she was like not that much older than us. She'd gone to the Olympics already and she was wow. getting ready to go again. But now I feel like such a slacker. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> but you know, it's crazy because her mother was psychotic this woman is insane she cusses like crazy she used to hit tonya tonya when she was little like it was really horrible and then she met jeff when they were 15 which was awkward because sebastian stan and her played their 15 year old selves Uh for those of you guys who don't know they are like in their 30s yeah so (laughs) all they did was they popped a set of braces on margo and it was just like "Mm, yeah it was a little awkward it. it was cute them interacting they had really good chemistry the two of them but it was really hard. They could have just, just picked just higher fifteen year olds. Two more point. actors. Exactly. But um but what ended up happening is it kind of fleshes out what happened with her and Jeff too. And he was abusive towards her. And oh, and no. it looked like they just uh, had this crazy, like one of those crazy, like horrible relationships and it was toxic. So oh. toxic. Like she got restraining orders on him and the, there was another incident. Oh my gosh, it was it was so you're sitting there watching this and you can't help but like laugh and be like, this is insane. Like this this if this is the truth, like mm-hmm. this is wild. But you know, if the movie I walked out feeling like that she got what ended up happening at if for those of you guys who don't know is that she had to leave the US figure skating competitions. That was she went to court with what happened with Nancy and when it was her time to go on trial and the judge made her, they were like, you got to pay this. You got to pay this. You got to pay this. Oh, and added bonus. You don't get to figure skate anymore. And she was like crying in the courtroom. She was like, please, please don't do this to me. I'll go to jail for 18 months. Like you cannot take this away from me. She didn't go to high school. So, Uh well, she, she did go to high school, but she didn't graduate. She didn't Uh go to college. And in between at one point when she was doing her in between the two Olympics, um, she was waitressing. You know, oh, wow. and she she couldn't do anything. She didn't have any other skills. She was so at one point she was the only American figure skater to land a like a triple Lutz or something like that. Some insane uh-huh. ice skating move who no other American had been able to land before her. She was amazing. And she was like only like 19 or 20 or like mm-hmm. 21 when she did it, you know. So it was just it was this story was insane. And to see like it flesh out but it was really funny when they got to the part in the story when they were like all right fine we know what you're here for you're here for the incident you know you want to know what happened and then Mm -hmm. that was kind of like when everybody else's point of views like started coming into play but it's crazy just to see like she got caught up with the wrong you know and it wasn't really her fault she lived lived this life where her mother was just crazy she got involved with this guy when she was 15 only first you know, first date, her first marriage, first everything for her. And he's crazy. And then these people that he's involved with are all crazy. And, you know, she got sucked in. And, you know, who knows? Maybe she is crazy. But, you know, at some point, you can't help what happens when you are raised a certain way. And, like, she got put in this situation. And she had such, oh, my God, she had such talent, like, obviously. But it was nuts. So on that note, go see it. (laughs) It was a crazy movie. And it's so crazy to see this all flesh out. And, you know, who knows? We're never really going to know the truth. Right. But, you know, the cast was so good at what they were doing. But it was actually, it was really hard for me to watch the movie at certain points because Sebastian Stan, at one point, he, like, punches her and knocks her out. Oh, my gosh. You know? And it, they he, he would just backhand her and, like, oh, my God, the abuse was horrible. But, you know, I felt bad for her because, you know, 
oh my god and, and coming from the mom too and there was like no by the end of the movie she had like no one she had no one because everybody in her life sucked <laughs> and yeah. i felt so bad for her but you know who knows maybe at one point in the movie there's a scene where she's chasing sebastian stan out of the house with a shotgun and she shoots at him and then she's like she turns to the camera and she goes this never happened you know like it's it's so funny right. because like they're playing their characters but at the same time they're like talking to you like you're interviewing them okay. so like really cool. it's it's like somebody's asking like you know oh did that happen you know this never happened and then sebastian stands at one point in like the fbi room and he's like what he's like following along with the camera like talking to the camera and he's like you know tanya didn't know about the you know she knew about the letters but she you know she didn't know that this was going to happen about nancy getting her knee bashed in and this and that so if the cast did and you know this cast when you see them like behind the scenes and doing their set tour and stuff they do an amazing job they're mm-hmm. so bright friendly people you know so to see them be these like very raw very like crazy just crazy horrible people very interesting very very interesting 10 out of 10 would recommend so i would mm-hmm. definitely go see it um again but it was nuts, nuts. So I and I hope they all get the awards. I know Margot and Allison have already started winning awards for the movie. They made it in thirty days, really. Yeah, which That's is impressive. even crazier. Very impressive. And you know they would do the these scenes are intense, and to have to film that all in thirty days, it just must have been a roller coaster for these guys. So go see it. I recommend it. It was a very well done movie. But um, yeah, not now. You know, that wraps up Isabella's thoughts. But so we're going to tune into Tyler real quick here and let's see what he Phone had. Friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> let's see what he had to say for a movie review this week. All right. So sorry I couldn't be in this week. Uh, something came up and I had to postpone the recording. But I am here recording it alone uh, and we'll edit in later. So first off, just like always, I want to go through the uh, box office standings for this week. At number one, we have Maze Runner The Death Cure, which is pretty surprising because I remember the last two movies didn't do crazily well, but this one's kind of killing it. It's got a weekend gross of $24 million. Uh, next up, we have Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which is standing at a strong $16 million. Uh, Hostiles is up next, then The Greatest Showman. Uh, at five, we have The Post, followed by 12 Strong, then Den of Thieves. Then at number eight, we have The Shape of Water, up, uh, followed by Paddington 2. And then at number 10, we have Padmavat, which I've never heard of, actually. Um, I should probably do my research on that. Uh, but next up, uh, something I really wanted to talk about is the Oscar nominations for 2018. Uh, the Oscars are coming up early March, I believe March 4th. And uh, I'm excited for a lot of these nominations. You'll probably see a lot of the same movies as I go through, um, which is pretty common for the Oscars. Uh, So I'll try to go through quickly, and I'll probably end up skipping a couple of categories just for the sake of time, and so it's not so repetitive. Uh, But the one that everyone is excited about, the one that, you know, most people think of when they think the Oscars is the Best Picture Award. And this year we have Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now, I've seen all of these except for Phantom Thread and The Post, and I should catch up on those two before the Oscars come around. I hear both of them are fantastic, but if I were to choose right now which is probably going to win, I think I'd give it to Lady Bird. It wasn't my personal favorite from the year, but it's a fantastic movie, um, and it's getting 
glowing reviews by basically everyone that sees it. So I expect Lady Bird to win. If not Lady Bird, uh, maybe Call Me By Your Name or Shape of Water. Uh, actually, uh, it's, a, it's a tough call. This one's kind of a toss-up. All these movies, I think, are really fantastic and kind of on equal footing. But I'm excited to see which one wins. Maybe something, maybe an underdog will win, like three billboards or something. That, that'd be interesting. I wish Blade Runner 2049 was on this list because I love that movie. Um, but what can you do? Next up, we have lead actor uh, Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out, Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington in Roman J. Esquire. Out of all these, I think Gary Oldman actually had the best performance. He killed it as Winston Churchill. Uh, I can only see him now when I think of, you know, Winston Churchill, and he's a real person. So that's an impressive performance when you can really embody a real person and kind of have everyone think of you rather than the actual person. That's a really impressive feat, and I think he killed it in that role. Um, But again, everyone on this list did a fantastic job. Uh, I haven't seen Roman J. Esquire or The Phantom Thread, so I'm not sure how those two stand up, but Daniel Day-Lewis and Denzel Washington are obviously two fantastic actors. Next up, we have lead actress uh, Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie in I, Tanya, uh, Ceres Roman, Ronin in Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep in The Post. Hasn't Meryl Streep won, like, a million Oscars? I don't know if she's going to win again. Uh, I hear she did well in The Post. I don't doubt it. It's Meryl Streep. Um, Margot Robbie was very good in I, Tanya, Like, ridiculously good. Uh, I really like Sally Hawkins. I, I liked all of these actresses, and uh, I think... I think it's kind of a toss-up here. I, I I don't see any obvious outliers, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if any of them won. Uh, next up, we have supporting actor uh, Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project, uh, Woody Harrelson in Three Billboards Outside Edmond, Missouri, Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Edmond, Missouri. So two for Three Billboards, which is interesting. Um, that movie had a pretty big ensemble, um, and all of them did fantastic. Again, kind of hard to decide, at least for me. Um, maybe Willem Dafoe. I think his he gave a really genuine, heartfelt performance. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that turns out. Uh, next up, we have supporting actress Mary J. Blige in Mudbound, Allison Janney in I Tanya, Leslie Manville in The Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. I'd be surprised if Allison Janney or Laurie Metcalf do not win. They, I think, out of everything on the, out of everyone on this list, killed it. Octavia Spencer was also really good, but she kind of just played Octavia Spencer. So I don't know really if she deserves to win. She did a fantastic job, but that's just my opinion. Next up, we have Best Director, which uh, first up we have Dunkirk by Christopher Nolan. Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele. Lady Bird, directed by Greta Gerwig. Phantom Thread directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, and The Shape of Water, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Again, haven't seen Phantom Thread, uh, but all of these are fantastically directed movies. I'd probably give it to either Dunkirk or The Shape of Water. If I had to choose personally, I'd choose The Shape of Water, but I could see Lady Bird or Dunkirk winning. I'd be surprised if Get Out or Phantom Thread wins, but it could happen. Uh, Next up, we have Animated Feature, which is interesting. The Boss Baby. Followed by The Breadwinner, 
followed by Ferdinand, followed by Loving Vincent, and of course, Coco, which if Coco doesn't win, I've, I've lost faith in the Academy. <laughs> it, it, out of every, it's, it's, it, it should win in a landslide. Coco was magnificent. Anyways, next up we have Adapted Screenplay, uh, Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. I think Logan personally deserves to win because it took a brutal comic and adapted it in such a faithful yet original way. I would love for Logan to win. I don't think it will, but I would love for it to win personally. Uh, Next up, we have original screenplay, The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I kind of want to give it to either Get Out or Three Billboards just because of how out there both of those movies are. Like Those are two just insane movies, but it'll probably end up going to Lady Bird. Maybe Get Out. Who knows? Next up, we have Best Cinematography, Blade Runner 2049, finally nominated for something, uh, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. If it doesn't go to either Blade Runner, Dunkirk, or The Shape of Water, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. Uh, I personally would give it to 2049 because that movie is a visual masterpiece, if nothing else. I'm going to skip a couple of these because they're just documentaries or short documentaries. Uh, next up, we have Film Editing, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, as far as editing goes, Baby Driver is a fantastically edited movie. I would personally give it to Baby Driver, but I could see any of these movies winning. Dunkirk, I, I guess it's a well-edited movie. Yeah, man, it's just Baby Driver just really stands out to me out of this list. Next up, we have sound editing, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. This one's definitely Baby Driver. If it's not Baby Driver, I lost faith. But the next one, Sound Mixing, is kind of a different story. Uh, It's the exact same uh, standings. So Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars. Star Wars and Blade Runner 2049 have great sound mixing, like really great original sound work. But so does Baby Driver. I think it's probably going to go to Blade Runner or Star Wars, personally. Next up, I'm going to skip a couple of these. I'm just going to go to visual effects just for the sake of time. Uh, We have Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy, Kong, Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes has really good CGI for all the apes. It's some of the most realistic computer and generated graphics I think I've ever seen, but I think it'll probably go to Star Wars uh, just because Star Wars is kind of known for its visuals. Yeah, so there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of categories I skipped over uh, just for the sake of time, but you're welcome to look online and see the rest of the standings. Uh, there's a whole list on a bunch of different websites. And before I wrap it up, I just really quickly wanted to talk about the Ant-Man trailer, which just dropped, and we have a bunch of new sites and things to look forward to. We saw a lot of the Wasp, uh, a lot of crazy bombastic action scenes, and... I hope it's going to be as funny as the original. I hope it's keeping in touch with what made the original so charming and so fun. Um, that should be that should be a good good you know Marvel watch. I think this year is going to be another good year for Marvel because last year Marvel kind of killed it again um, with Spider-Man: Homecoming, Thor, and Guardians Two, all really solid movies. 
Um, so I hope they continue that trend this year. So yeah, that's going to be it for my part for this week. And back to you guys in the studio, I guess. See ya. I agree, Tyler. <laughs> right? Like he's right here. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> I really so appreciate you bringing that information to our attention. Oh, thank you know, so much. We love it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, Tyler, for getting that to us this week. But um, on that note, uh, thank you for listening to Art Things Considered, where we considered art. I'm Isabella Pico. I'm Macy Wilson. And I'm Matthew Morrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Have a good week. <laughs>